How does anybody know that there is a dead person in that pig? Because I've stuck a suicide note to the pig! Are you not listening? I have access to a pig right now if I wanted it. Do you? Tell me about that. You've been a, a handful this episode, okay? Uh, that'll do, pig. That'll do. I would have cut it. Thank you. You, you don't even edit this show. I cut, I cut the, the uncuts. <clears throat> oh, the Patreon? No, put that shit up on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, let's start again from the beginning. So. Uh... <laughs> anyway. Okay, so there's no segue, but we can just like go ahead and, uh, and uh, jump right into this. So on the show, as we've discussed, many times in the past uh it is super boring when people say shit like she lit up a room or he would give you the shirt off his back or any of those other bullshit platitudes after someone dies yeah yeah it's it's always like that i, I and no one ever calls anyone out that what i want to hear and i think we've said this in the show before it's just someone be like yeah i hated that guy i'm glad he's dead i don't want like i want someone to just be like fucking right good job Ted Bundy you know what I mean like that's <laughs> never hear that it's like oh they're the nicest it's like not everyone's nice man not everyone's yeah. nice that's true if you base humanity on you know everybody that's died humanity's fucking awesome yeah exactly so yeah. Us. except I've <laughs> met like four people who are actually awesome yeah there's only a couple times where publicly people have been like fuck that guy like like Mussolini, you know what I mean? Like nobody was like exactly. Let's let's not pull him apart in the middle of the streets, guys. He was kind of good. Everyone was like in for it. So yeah, exactly. Um, if you're killed in like a shootout <laughs> or like off death row, then like people aren't going to say that shit about you. But pretty much any yeah. other circumstance, you're good. No, I'm I'm the opposite. I want them to lie their fucking asses off about me. I would like them to all say how wonderful I was and their favorite things about me, and I don't want to hear anything else. Yeah, but that's because you're a good person and people will do that. Like, not Aww. everybody's like... Yeah, meanwhile, true, Richard though. and I over here, we're going <laughs> to get the truth. <laughs> well, that's why I don't want... I don't, I, you know what I... Okay, maybe this is off subject a little bit, but I, I hate that people do, like, celebrations of life now. Like, I want a funeral. I want people to be sad. I want people to come and be like, fuck, that sucks that he's dead. Not like, let's have a party. Like, no. Let's not have a party. I just died. I'm cool. Fuck you guys. Let's not have a party. Gonna... You partying over my death? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna have a um. Ask Christy to bring me a tequila. Um, <laughs> at ten thirty in the morning. Starting strong today, aren't we? <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with the funeral party. I think I've mentioned it before: axe throwing, watermelon smashing, barbecue, all that shit at my funeral. I don't even want like I want people who don't know me to show up. Just yeah. for the free stuff. I would like my coffin. So I've already said, to, apart from how I've mentioned before, I'd like to be taxidermied and, and Chrissy have to take me around in her day-to-day -day life yeah, in, a, in a dolly, that. strapped yeah. into a dolly, yep. Because how dare she try and have a life or be happy without me because that's rude. Mm -hmm. um, but second of all, if I wasn't, I'd like to have a white, like a white coffin and then just a whole bunch of like paint markers 
and then I want people to just graffiti the shit out of like out of the sh- the shit out of my coffin like draw pe- like paint it draw really like put a penis on it like do the old school like was here w o z e r e whatever year okay. i die yeah you i want that was w o z in australia no that's back no <laughs> No, back in the you know, back in the nineties. No, even you know. then, it's W U S W A U S. Okay, oh, no, it was W. We're like Lost. weirdly divided Australia. on this. Oh, like was, uh, no, like was. Like yeah, I love it. Okay, no, it was a hundred percent W O Z over here in the nineties. Was Aussie. and then yeah, like, like Oz. A- I get it because Australia, you call it Oz. I get it. I thought you were just stupid. <laughs> well, you know. You, you said they're Australian, though. Column Synonyms A, column B. Sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, that's what I want. And I want everyone to be super sad and I want it to be bougie. Um, I want a really big-ass picture of me on the wall behind, not one of those tiny little things on an A-frame stand. Like, I want the whole back wall. And then I want no less than a 60, no less than a 69-minute <laughs> video of my life um showing me this, in all of my glory you're like king jong ing it now though <laughs> king jong owning it like like a big picture of like someone paints a big picture of Bo like standing in a suit with her hands crossed on her stomach oh yeah like, but you know she'd be haunting him. the fuck out of it and criticizing it she'd be like i could have done better yeah <laughs> no it, it'd be it would be a photo of me like <laughs> oh, thank you thank you i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, gang. I love that Thanks kid. Thanks for the. I've just got the. Yeah, I've asked about it. Thank you, guys. Also, we're gonna have a conversation later. Why? What did I do? <laughs> did you just get me in trouble? I did. Yeah, sorry. No, we're not gonna talk about it because we're recording. <laughs> but we're okay. gonna have a conversation later. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where were poor. we? Dying. Oh yes, the theme of your funeral is gonna be bougie. Go on. (laughs) She just clutched her titties. (laughs) That is how into that bunch was. Yes. Oh, that is so good. Well, um, we were talking about did uh, like at an outing, they were talking about like all of my employees, like my little, my little, my children. And then someone turns around and goes, your bobies. And I'm like, Instead of babies, oh my god, that's so brilliant! I definitely thought you were talking about <laughs> boobies. That's fine. I'm happy with either. That's honestly fair. <laughs> but yeah, no, it'll be very bougie. Um, and yeah, I want it like I want the attention I feel I deserved in life after death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I stand. Oh shit! If only I actually had the self self esteem behind it, <laughs> behind the shit I'm spewing out. Oh no, you're good. You're good. We talk about death a lot on the show and what we want after we die. So okay. we're we're a show notorious for wanting very little while we're alive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is good. Basically, that this this whole shirt off your back, lit up a room bullshit really can backfire super badly on you as we will find out today so be careful of what you say about people that just died okay so on february 23rd i don't have the year 2008 i think who the fuck cares sometime 
39-year-old Ari Squire was found deceased in his custom-made 2,300-square-foot garage that he built for working on diesel trucks. That's bigger than my house. That is three times the size of my condo, I think. Maybe Wait, what's 23 square feet? 2,300 square feet. Oh! Okay, yeah, that's huge. Oh, yeah. That is a big boy. (laughs) One of his favorite pastimes was building competition diesel trucks. So in competition, you can race them and also use them to pull heavy loads. That was what his pastime was. Are you laughing because I said loads? Because he's pulling heavy loads. (laughs) 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 Amazing. See, this is the kind of shit that I'm going to say about you after you died. Richard Richard pulled heavy loads. Thank you. (laughs) As long as you're crying while saying it, I'm cool with it. I just want to see him pull a heavy load one last last heavy load. He died doing what he loved, pulling heavy heavy loads. Lighting up a room with loads wherever he went. Well, they had to light it up, except it was a blue light afterwards. (laughs) He lit up a room when you turned on a UV light, let me tell you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Richard was really into Jackson Pollock. (laughs) Uh, We made it about a minute without saying come. uh, Hey, hey, I didn't say that word. You did. (laughs) I know. That's just for for, uh, Celeste's mom. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's my fault. I said loads. That was on you. That was on me, my fault. That was on you. It was on everyone. It was on everyone. It was on everything. (laughs) That's what happens when you say words like load around two 15-year-old boys like Richard. (laughs) 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 Loads. Pulling them. (laughs) I'm sweating. Already I'm sweating. (laughs) Me too, because it's not easy pulling loads. Oh, oh, my cheeks hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, same. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> all right. Glorious. My jaw hurts. <laughs> Shut up. Don't say it. <laughs> okay. So he's uh, he likes working on diesel trucks. He was working on his diesel truck when he was under it. The jack slipped simultaneously, crushing and killing him <gasps> and knocking over his work lamp, which broke the bulb, ignited gasoline that had ended up on the floor of his garage so that really lit up a room anyways mm, nice. <laughs> so they weren't glory did light up yeah the room. he did so they're actually not lying good okay fair enough i've been told however his wife denise squire was alerted to the fire when uh she smelled smoke and called 911 that was a delightful rhyme the following week a memorial was held to honor re squires is life more than 100 people attended and in the speeches made and the comments left in the condolence book. Why are you smiling? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know what's coming, but I know it's coming. Just... It takes more muscles. Oh, I'm sorry. It's huge loads. I forgot. I wasn't even going to say anything. I was literally it... listening, waiting for a time to say loads. So I was smiling in anticipation. I, I didn't have a chance yet, but I was waiting for it. And I was just... <laughs> Natural. These loads don't pull themselves no. over here. Oh, so these loads uh, came prematurely. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. That's also how Richard's <laughs> wedding night started. Jesus. All right. <laughs> Fuck. 
More than 100 people attended the memorial. And in the speeches made and the comments left in his condolence book, people praised Ari as a kind, selfless, and gentle man. However, I imagine it was very awkward for them when it was announced that the charred remains in the garage were in fact not Ari's. <gasps> mm, that's interesting. Oh, hey, hey, kick the jack. That triggered yeah. me a Cheek. little bit. Oh, not the uh, j- not your jack. I didn't no, say I know that jack. now, but it, I got upset for just a second. Okay, cool. You good? Yeah, no, I'm fine. Okay, thank good. you for asking. Um, <laughs> did he? Would you say he kicked the jack off? Oh, <laughs> you'd have to to pull those heavy loads. Oh, Christy really needs to put like a dun 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 in that bit because the child child remains, and then a. Uh, one of our episodes has Richard doing a really good one, and I don't know which one it is, or I direct her to it. Maybe I can. Uh-huh. Not that the da da da, but relax. Oh. oh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So Ari was. Where the fuck's what- Ari? Hang on, hang on, hang on. How long has it been since the child remains? Don't you sigh and roll your eyes at me, Celeste Brown, or I will, c- I will come up there and kick the jack out from underneath you. Oh, anyway. fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so. How long? You want to come up here, bud? I don't have any snow boots. So, how long from when the charred remains were found until the funeral? Memorial. And it was about a week. And Ari has just not been. Where's he in this week? He would have known about it, right? Yeah, no, he was. He he was aware. Yeah. He was aware of all this. Okay, cool. Just checking. We'll we'll get into how. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. Yep. (laughs) Okay, cool. So. Uh, let's get into Ari Squire and his life a little bit. He is what most people would consider a successful man. He owned a construction company in Chicago and his employees loved him. They said that he was an understanding boss. He paid very fair wages and it would be easy to assume that he made quite a bit of money because he had this gorgeous, huge home, this custom garage that I mentioned. And, uh, Denise, his wife, she's seemingly like the dream wife. She's super cool with his diesel hobby and his obscenely large garage. And they were married 14 years happily from reports. Um, and they met when, uh, when she worked for Ari's father at his construction company, which makes me think I'm pretty sure he inherited the company, but it doesn't straight up say that, but he probably did. So you don't go in competition against your dad. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're, well, you're helping out. Is this an Smart. ice cream van story all over again? <laughs> no, the um, the house was that smaller than the garage? Uh, it they were actually about even. Okay. Whoa. No. Yeah. That's still a big house. Oh yeah. Is it twenty six hundred square feet? Yeah, it's a big. House. And considering he like he took over part of the house to be part of the garage when he built, like when he extended his garage. So the house used to be bigger and the garage used to be a little bit smaller. Right. Or a lot smaller, probably. Because I was just picturing like this tiny like two by one connected to this <laughs> 2,600 square foot garage. Oh, it's no. a lovely house. <laughs> Big property for sure. And in Chicago too. So I mean, property isn't super cheap in Chicago. Uh, Actually in 2008, it probably was because I'm pretty sure... It was buyer's market then. Okay, so by all reports, they're super in love. They're this picturesque, very good-looking couple. And they are. They are both very good-looking people. Um, They're living this great life. However, Ari was not doing nearly as well financially as it would seem. Before his uh, construction company, he ran a healthcare company. And with that company, he skimmed $2.8 million off of Medicare payments that would suggest that he was doing well financially speaking 
yeah, he may have been, but like he did this, he skimmed all this money, which he used to build his custom garage and buy his house and any number of other extravagant things that he'd done. So he didn't have that much of it left. Right. But his construction company is making money. He's pretty much, you know, cruising happily. So, but he's caught. He's caught in his scheme from however many years ago. I'm not really sure exactly, but from his healthcare company. And he spends $200,000 on a lawyer and litigation, which was a waste of money. It was very clear he was never going to win. And then he was fined another 200 k in restitution. Um, and ultimately, he was only sentenced to six months of house arrest and five years of probation. But obviously, that comes with the massive financial hit of his company falling apart because he has no integrity anymore. Nobody's hiring mm -hmm. him nobody's you know and plus five year or six months of house arrest you can't even like run your company so just unless you're jeffrey epstein yeah i think that's a bit unfair because he was dishonest in his healthcare business not his construction business i don't know i feel i feel like i wouldn't hire a company if the owner was convicted of medicare fraud i just i feel like that would be my <laughs> thinking like, there's enough competition. Medicare fraud would have been with his employees that work for him in his construction company, though, right? No. Like, how does that work? He ran a healthcare company before he took over, oh, I assume, okay, his father's sorry. construction company. This is I a gotcha. previous company. And I gotcha. he somehow, like, processed these payments through insurance for healthcare. And he was I understand now, sorry. Cool. Anyway, yeah. He's not doing so good. The company never went under, the construction company. But it was hemorrhaging money. Bad real bad so denise and ari begin to struggle to maintain their lifestyle and instead of trying to downsize and give up some of these luxuries like his <laughs> diesel trucks or his massive garage or god knows what else ari decides to fire his legal team lay off his staff he's like that's yep. how we'll cut costs for now smart they refuse to sacrifice anything and the marriage begins to fall apart now i think probably all of us are going to be on the same page here Denise knew all about the shady shit that he did. She for sure did. She was super shallow. Um, she stuck with him after the Medicare fraud. No problem. You know, she knew about all this shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some say behind every great man is a great woman. She was probably in charge of the whole thing. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christy and I just waiting for a great man to stand behind. <laughs> That was beautiful. That's what uh, Gabe's starting early. <laughs> yeah. No, she, uh, the fact that she, you said that they were refusing to give up any of their luxury stuff just screams that she was like, no, Ari, you get out there and you start peddling whatever you need to peddle to get us back up to getting them. My furs, my furs need looking after, Ari. So get your shit sorted. Like, I feel like you're kind of right, but I think it's like, okay, then you get rid of some diesel stuff. And he was like, oh, God, how am I supposed to pull my heavy loads? <laughs> i got so many heavy loads I need to pull, and I need 2,600 square feet to do it. <laughs> so uh, I feel like they neither of them were bending on that. You know what I mean? Like, No, yeah, no. And thank God, because she was not pulling any of his heavy loads. She was pissed. Yeah. yeah. So pissed, in fact, that he moved out of the house and into the garage. Permanently. Oh, they mm -hmm. didn't even live together. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, um, she's on his ass constantly. He leaves. He's like, fuck you. I'm moving into the garage. He's living in his diesel truck or whatever. One evening, while Ari is in the throes of his grief, he comes across an episode of everyone's favorite homesick middle school TV show, Forensic Files. Mine was Judge Judy. What? Judge Judy was on in the afternoon when I was at home. 
Oh, I thought you. Yep, I got the wrong end of that. I was like, no, no, two one oh. Oh, wait, no, gotcha. No, for us, Price is Right. Price is Right was always on too. Yeah, Family Feud. Yep. But Forensic Files is Forensic Files is in that like on all the time. I always do that shit. My mom's in the true crime and stuff. Oh yeah, it was cool. It was Cold Case Files, Forensic Files, American Justice, the first forty eight. That were on back to back every time I was sick. Okay, anyway, so he's watching. So he's watching this episode of Forensic Files about Madison Rutherford. So people may know this case, but if not, to summarize it, Madison was a financial advisor, made some bad decisions, got himself in trouble. Instead of facing it head on, he decided that he was going to steal his neighbor's life savings, which I assume he had access to because he was his financial advisor. Madison's a boy? Madison Rutherford. Yes, indeed. Ew. 50-year-old white guy. Yep. Um, which I assume was obvious when I said financial advisor. Oh! (laughs) 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 Yep, okay. This was a case from, like, the 80s. It was a white guy. He steals his neighbor's life savings, and then he fakes his death before escaping Uh... to retirement. And Madison did this by driving to Mexico far away from where anyone would connect a grave robbing to him and rummaging through fresh graves based on gender and age until he found one that he believed looked enough like him that it would pass if he put it in a car, put his medical alert bracelet on it and set it on fire. And and yeah, that's a, it's a way to pretend to kill yourself, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, spoilers. So work. It didn't yeah. work, which you probably guessed because it was on forensic files, but bigger spoilers. It didn't work because they were like, this is a Mexican guy. Ah, uh, the burnt yeah. up, the burnt up body. You could just tell they're Mexican. No, it's, it's, like no, don't, no, don't be racist. It was because of his singed sombrero that was next to him. <laughs> <laughs> it was he was buried in his finest poncho and sombrero. <laughs> Didn't the radio was the radio just going? Tequila. No, they were able to determine it based on, like, I think, like, fucking blood testing or some shit. I don't know. But it was a Mexican guy. And they were like, I don't know. I don't think this guy was Mexican. He's a financial advisor. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) And not once, ever, has there been a Mexican financial advisor in the United States. In the 80s, that is 100% accurate. (laughs) I've never gone to Jose and Guzman. associates (laughs) again not inaccurate Uh, excuse me uh your honor we'd like to bring forward our first (laughs) i was going down the path of lawyer sorry i would like to see (laughs) i would like to see all your receipts please oh what are you buying here You just moved into like Chinese old lady. There yeah, I'm also thinking the same thing. And I'm like, oh, she's going to make a comment about pesos. Nope. You spent 20,000 pesos on tequila and tacos. Fun fact, that's probably about what they actually cost. Peso is very weak. I love Mexico, by the way. I love Mexico. I love Mexico. Oh, it's people my favorite place in the whole place, same. in the whole universe. Love it. Honestly, like I've said, I said, the, I think I said this last episode, didn't I, Richard? I was like, I've been married. Right. I've also renewed my vows in front of all of my friends and family. I've been gifted two beautiful children and I've had two beautiful children of my own. And going to Cancun was still the best experience of my life. 
<laughs> I can see that. Mexico is awesome. I had these tacos in Playa del Carmen. And in, oh, my God, Coco Bongo, a midget, pours <laughs> tequila down my tits. Coco Bongo, because I went with work, they rented out the entire Coco Bongo just for us for the night. It was the greatest night of my life. I forgot it the best part. The midget was dressed as Beetlejuice. <laughs> this, it's, uh, do you know that Coco Bongo is the best nightclub in the world? It was oh, it one has of the to best. Be. Yeah. And honestly, the my favorite thing about Mexico was I was going to a gift shop to buy some stuff to bring home. And I speak, back then I spoke enough Spanish to have a conversation. I'm much better now. But when I was in there, because I was talking to them and having a conversation, like in Spanish, they were very, very friendly. Like, I don't know if they were over. I didn't see anybody else in the shop getting the service I was, is all I'm saying, right? Any other white people. And Maybe they just thought you were hot. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, Then they were like, oh, do you want to take some tequila home with you, like to in the fancy bottles and whatnot? And I was like, oh, yeah, I love tequila, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, do you want to come taste them? I had six shots of tequila in that gift shop. I left blind. Yep. It was so great. <laughs> yep. That's Mexico. Oh, so good. Oh, God. Yep. Think how much better Mexico would be without the Mexicans, though. You know what I mean? Well, one less. We set <laughs> one on fire. So go white people. All right. <laughs> I can tell by how hard they are laughing that I crossed a line. Uh, I, that, that was already a dead guy. No big deal. That's fair. That's fair. We should light okay. more corpses on fire. Yeah, I think that should be a town square activity. <laughs> I agree. That's going to be the snippet for this episode. So let's go. <laughs> I think we should light more corpses on fire. I've had the like next four corpse snippets. Can't I have a I new know. one? No, I've got a new. I've got the other one, which says, "Don't you remember the last time, first time you kissed a corpse?" That's the next sticker that's coming out. Well, don't you? <laughs> Speaking no. of, we're going to get into that in a minute. Okay. Ari hit record on his TiVo or wherever the fuck people had in 2008. And he watched the episode repeatedly dozens of times for days on end. And he, of course, he identifies with Madison. He's like, yeah, you're the fucking hero of this story. And even though Madison obviously failed and got caught, Ari was like, I can do this better. Exactly. (laughs) Diesel, I'm a construction guy. I'm way smarter than any accountant could ever be. So I can definitely (laughs) do this better. Eh. Well, probably in the manual labor side of it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, probably got the body up quicker, but uh, I'm not going to say that construction worker people are stupid, but I'm going to say that uh, financial people are probably smarter. All right, well, again, spoilers, he did not. (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, he he takes these detailed notes in a journal of all the things that Madison has done That's your first mistake. Never write it down. Especially illegal shit. <laughs> That's a that is the best piece of advice my boss ever gave. If you're not sure about it, don't write it down. Well, they can't figure out not to fucking talk about it after. So I don't think writing it down is it's not we're not there yet. Where am I at? Okay, so he puts detailed notes about all the mistakes Madison made, and then he breaks down how he's gonna improve upon them so that he would not meet the same fate while he pursued the same resolution. 
Yep. Ari, of course, he does not have the means to steal the life savings of his neighbors. Nobody trusts him with their money at this point. So instead, he decides to take out a $5 million life insurance policy against himself. Right off the bat, very glorious, glorious, very obviously glaring issue with this whole thing. You can't afford the premiums on this policy for very long, given your situation. And he's creeping up on 40 real fast. You can in Australia. He's not in Australia. They take the premiums out of your super, and that's how I'm insured for so much. Out of your super? Yeah, <clears throat> they take the uh, they take fifty percent of. Well, my financial planner has set it up so that fifty percent of my premiums come out of my contribution to my super annually. So, say for example, it was fifteen hundred dollars. Oh my fucking god, Bo! I'm not asking you to explain what happens. I'm asking you what the fuck a super <laughs> is. Oh, do you guys not have superannuation? No, it's it's where your employer. Gives 9%, currently it's 9%, it's going to go to 12 in the next little while, 9% of your wages. So you get paid $1,000, they will give you $1,000 $950. That's what they pay you, but you never see that $950. They put that into a super fund, which then you get access to when you retire. It's an RRSP. It's an RRSP. They call it a super fund, Richard. I know. They're, they, I, I'm, I can't keep up with like how simple they need it to be so they can get through this. Is your this, financial advisor called your coin guy? This is not real. It is not. What are you <laughs> talking about? You call your RRSPs a super fund. Yeah, it's an RRSP. A registered retirement. retirement savings plan. Savings plan. That's what RSP is. Yeah. Then you're it's... telling me that a superannuation is is uh, annuation. Is a first name. of all, annuation's a made up word. Not by a word. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so and then just throwing super in front of it doesn't make it sound more real. It makes it sound what? less real. And calling like, it the super fund makes it even less real. <laughs> oh my god! You guys call it exactly what it is. And you're telling me that so, this is the first time we've called something that isn't exactly what it is. And you're and you're telling me that we're the re- weirdos for doing that. You guys no, call it exactly no, no, what I'm it sorry. is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me be clear. This is something that is regulated by the government, and they call it yeah. a, a registered retirement savings plan. Your government is like super fund. No, they're like let's call it it. Let's call it an annuation, mate. And they're like, and mate, annuation, that's not even a real word. What if we say super in front of it? Oh, and then everyone throws a boomerang at each other and goes, yeah, that's the end you of the guys, day. You guys are fucked. You, you're... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so, I am shook. We're in I parliament. Am... We're talking about annuations, mate. Annuations. I'm getting a head spin of how cross you guys are making me right now. You're hating on our super our superannuation funds. I can't believe it. We have because... them. They're just not named something stupid. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'll just I'll go tell them that they should change it to retirement savings account for later. Registered on or retirement savings plan. Are we supposed to know if it's super or not, mate? <laughs> see that's depressing because mine would not be super <laughs> you, you guys feel good you feel better I no far worse i feel good <laughs> i don't feel good at all i'm cross uh, i had to push my mic away i was so upset okay <laughs> okay i don't even know how the fuck we got here but he killed a mexican 
No, he set a Mexican on fire. <laughs> yeah, no, he's sad. he's got five five million dollar life insurance, which I then said, right. unless right. you pay for it out of your super, your super duper, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate that you made me laugh. About. <laughs> so if his super is his retirement savings, like his life savings. Then he, by definition, is a super duper because he duped his neighbor out of his super. That's true. That is so good. I can't believe no one's thought of that. Oh, maybe they probably have. Like, find the people who are absolutely fraudulent for um, superannuation, call them super dupers. That is brilliant. It's so specific that it only exists in Australia. I'm a super duper. I could see that in a paper, though, like. Wait, two million super, dupa. super. How do you spell nope. duper that way? D U. Oh wait, P E R. It's like super. <laughs> Change the letter. No, no. Do you guys spell super differently? Like super? No. S O U P E R. Is that how you guys spell? Super? <laughs> no. How do you spell dupe? As in, I've duped you. D U P E. Dupe. Yeah, and with an R at the end. No, it keeps coming up with very good, marvelous. Yeah. Who could have yeah. seen that coming? Not Australia. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I feel better. I'm less cross now. Yeah, they've got a very missed opportunity there. Like, our, I, don't, I can't believe that our um, media companies have not picked up on superannuation scams being able to be, be called the super dupers. I, I'm sure you could push that ahead somehow. Just start funneling money from your super. And now I'm going to put it as my, I'm going to, because... Every now and again, I just chuck in things like one of my statuses on Facebook the other day was, is the person who um, reread and corrected Adolf Hitler's speeches technically a grammar Nazi? Not technically, like literally, actually. Yeah, he puts that on his W-2s or whatever they have over yeah. there. WW-2s. <laughs> They're like, uh, F you. Anyway. Uh, F you. <laughs> Never mind. Someone who commits superannuation fraud, are they called a super duper? Yeah. All right. I'm going to put that up and see if I can get any traction. That is going to get some traction on the island. Oh, yeah. Right away. Yeah. Australia is going to love that shit. <laughs> but only Australia. Everyone else is going to go, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> What's a super? <laughs> okay. He's creeping up on 40 very fast. And 40 is a milestone that increases premiums as much as 400%. For life insurance so he's racing down a clock on how long he has to die and he does not want to have to go through the hassle of grave digging in another country especially when it is very difficult to find out which corpse is going to look like you so instead he decides to scope out the market for corpses so fresh that they are not even dead yet <laughs> sorry that really took a second to land all right keep going <laughs> Okay, anyway. Yeah, so this would prove somewhat difficult given that he was like kind of under a microscope for numerous things, but yep. not impossible. He was able to do it. So Ari's on the hunt for a victim that looks like him after doing some casual casing in his sort of day-to-day -day business, going to the bank and the grocery store or whatever. He decides to try a home improvement store and he makes this his primary hunting ground for two reasons. One- <laughs> I'm just like, all construction people hang out at the hardware store. Because what exactly <laughs> what Richard all, just said. <laughs> and we all look alike. Oh, this guy's the weirdest racist ever. Exactly what Richard said. That is exactly why he made that his primary hunting ground. And also, for one more reason, because 
this would be a good place to find people who are already in this industry and would be interested in a job opportunity if he made that to lure them with an inflated yeah. salary, right? Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, you look a little bit like me. You want to come sit underneath my car and let me drop a jack off on you? What? Yeah. Take my heavy <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll take that job. We do look alike. Ooh, come on. I'm coming over to your house. Hold my heavy load. It'll be great. A few days go by of him casing this hardware store. No luck. Finally, an employee approaches him, and he's just what Ari is looking for. He's very similar in appearance. He's already working in this industry. He's probably making minimum wage. His name is Sandy Lively. What's with the guy-girl names? What's with yeah, the girls with, a, guys with I girl think names? Sandy is short for Alexander. Sandra. Sandra. Sandy's Alexander. I know what you said, but Sandy is not short for Alexander. Sandra is what the short form for Sandy is for. Sandra. When I was a camp counselor, one of the other counselors was a guy named Sandy. It was short for Alexander. Actually, I think huh. it was just short for Xander. Interesting. I, anyway, I sorry. it was going to be short for Sanford. Don't know why I went there. That could also work. Anyway, his name is Sandy. Sandy Lively. He was a father of three with a wife at home and, you know, doubling his income overnight for this, like, talking to this very charming man. He's like, it's a good opportunity. I'm not going to pass this up. Hey, honey, you should have seen him. He looked exactly like me. Uh-huh. I'm going to his house. I'm going <laughs> over there tonight. I'm going to go start working. Do you like diesels? Oh, I love diesels. God, we're the same. <laughs> Do you like pulling heavy loads? <laughs> um, at least this is what it seems like at first to Ari, but Ari spends the next couple of days, you know, waiting for Sandy to call. And in the meantime, he's also going to the store with a hat pulled down and watching him work his entire shift and trying not to be noticed, which I guess works. Or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Sandy never calls. He's sort of planning how to adjust Ari is. He's planning how to adjust his own appearance to more closely match what sandy looks like and dresses like and things like that so that when sandy's <laughs> body is found that people are not going to doubt this they're going to be like yep that is for sure him sandy here's your first day of work let's go shopping buy a new <laughs> outfit <laughs> get in get loser new- we're going shopping <laughs> <laughs> cool earrings bro where'd you get them <laughs> They just get their ears pierced together. And like... A montage clip together. Yeah, of all their I just started thinking of a montage of all the stars they're going in, like buying the same hammer. Like, ooh, I'm going to wear this on my belt for a couple of weeks. And... The the bit from Pretty Woman with the like slapping together of the of the thing. And like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, this is so funny that this guy's fucking scoped out. A, I love it. I love that. I just set. completely forgot yeah. about DNA. Like, just <laughs> yeah. completely. Well, it's 1980. So <laughs> DNA wasn't really a thing back then. So I can. No, I, this I, isn't I'll... 1980. This is 2008. The case he studied was 1980. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, completely forgot about DNA. What a oh, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I was giving him a pass on that. No. I was like, oh, it's the 80s. But no, this is nope. 2008. Fucking it. OJ happened. Yeah, yeah, you're a big idiot. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If I just will it, if I just believe enough that the two of us look together, they would no. just not even worry about DNA or teeth, dental, whatever. Like, who cares? Yeah, dental, fingerprints, because he's a convicted criminal. Yeah. yeah. They definitely Yo, have Sandy, those. Sandy, what do you think if you burn up DNA? Do they, can they still get that stuff, bro? Nah, not I don't, at all. I don't think so, bro. All right, come on over to my house, bro. <laughs> bro. Yeah, they were. Drinking their chocolate milk and their their energy drinks because they're in construction. You show me your favorite cat call, Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, pretty, hey, pretty, come here, give me a kiss. 
Oh, you don't, you don't like when we make kids at you, bitch. <laughs> Oi, she's such a bitch. She won't turn around. <laughs> you should smile more. Guys, close it. Look great on my bitch. We're full. As soon as they're gone, like, she would have fucked me. Like, totally yeah. fucked me. <laughs> she was she down. Fuck me. Yeah. Sorry, Chrissy just threw a packet of chips at me. <laughs> oh, where's mine? <laughs> bitch. I'm not even going to touch the word placard. Anyways, move on. (laughs) (laughs) Placard? Isn't that a bag of fucking chips? No, I said a packet of chips. I thought you said a placard of chips. I'm like, what kind of Australian fuckhead thing is that? (laughs) (laughs) See, at least Australia actually calls chips chips, unlike the UK Mm. that calls them crisps. Crisps, But chips are fries. So stupid. Mm. But you also call fries chips, don't you? Yes, correct. I hate Australia. Yeah. See, <laughs> what I've come to learn is that 90% of our language is context. That's what I've come to learn. I'm sure you did while well, you got the shits. <laughs> I did get cross about it. Okay. So he's following him around the store, trying not to be noticed while he's waiting for his call, um, adjusting his appearance ever so slightly, just a little bit more time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, when given time to think over Ari's offer, Sandy was like, something's not right here. So. I'm going to back off. He's shop. He well, keeps trying to unzip my pants. And he comes and keeps talking about jack-offs and pulling heavy, heavy loads. loads. Yeah, exactly. I, gotta go, I want to go to my wife, dude. Ari, chill out, man. I just wanted a job. I'll buy you, I'll buy you jeans, but I'm not going to. We're not doing this today. Yeah, so he's definitely being weird. But it could even be that he was like, because he was charming. Like, everyone said he was very charming. And nice. People liked him. So, I mean, I don't think he was. And you said he was good looking. Which He's means that automatically handsome. people would, yeah. would trust him. Yeah, handsome, definitely. Exactly. Like, I think, I don't think he was being really weird. I think he was somewhat believable. I think what's most likely is just that he'd looked, he'd done a little digging and found out, you know, the business was failing, the Medicare fraud, et cetera, you know? Mm. But I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I don't know if the hardware store guy is smarter than the construction worker. Like, he's not a financial guy. You know what I mean? Because the financial guy would have definitely been smarter than Ari to go like look it up. But this guy's a, a hardware store employee. I think they're unequal. I don't think he's looking this up. Maybe, may, maybe, maybe it makes it's 2008. You fucking Google people. There's still Facebook back. No, is there Facebook in 2008? Like, do you creep Facebook this guy? started in 2007. Yeah. So you creep this guy right away. Yeah. Okay. I guess so. Sorry. I was just, I keep forgetting it's the fucking 2000s. Like, this guy's an idiot. This is relatively modern, but he's, yeah. he's, yeah, dumbass. So, Uh, He decides he needs to get a little bit pushier. So he prints out a job application that would serve the dual purpose of pushing Sandy into pursuing the job and also getting more information for Ari to be the perfect match. And this application, like, right off the bat, fired up so many fucking red flags, six flags is serving a cease and desist letter. Like, so many. And he, it asks about height. It asks about weight. It asks about eye color. It asks about <laughs> location of tattoos, piercings, scars, banking information, and PIN number. He didn't even need to go that far. If they had, look, listening to Ari's logic, if they had different colored eyes, the game's off. Like, forget DNA. You can't have someone who has different colored eyes. Yeah, but the problem, well, the only thing that is with that is they could have very similar eye color, but it 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 comes down to identification. Like on my license, it says I have green eyes. Technically, I don't have green eyes. I have hazel eyes. 
most people with green eyes have hazel eyes. But if he identifies as having hazel eyes and what's his nuts says, I have green eyes. You have your eye color on your license? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What the fuck? Height, weight, hair color, eye color. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually. Wow. Ours has name, address, date of birth. Super. Can I continue? (laughs) It's just weird to me that you have so many details on your license. You know what else my license has on it? A dinosaur. What? Not a joke. Has a dinosaur on it. You guys are it's cause fucked. Of, it's because of Alberta. It's because yeah, of Alberta. because of Alberta. There's tons of fucking dinosaur fossils here. We're all about dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Sure. Cool. So um, just way too much information. Way too much. And while this is never explicitly stated, Ari's ultimate plan is not only to use Sandy as his body double to fake his death, but he's also going to assume Sandy's identity once the murder was complete. <laughs> Wife, not ah. a problem. Three kids, not a problem. He just shows up at his job like, time to sell some two-by-fours. <laughs> I am Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what his plan was here. Just to be like, sorry, babe, I don't love you anymore. And just like, leaving? I guess. I don't know. But he was going to take whatever pittance was in his fucking savings account. You know what? I'm going to say it. I don't know if Ari thought this through very well. Mm. I think you may have a point there. Mm. Although he watched the episode dozens of times and had like an entire journal's worth of notes on it. I don't think he thought it through enough. No, because technically the financial advisor with the Mexican had already debunked all of this other shit that Ari's taking into consideration. Like he was smart enough to have a higher baseline than what Ari's working from. I again, but the the problem is that like he he fixed the core mistake, right? Which is that Sandy is not a Mexican. So how could this go wrong? Yeah, and I'm sure in the episode they were like, he's not a Mexican. We obviously is a that was a burnt corpse. There's very limited ways that you could tell this guy was a Mexican. That should have been his thing. He should have gone, oh, yep, they figured out he was a Mexican by insert thing here. I should tackle that as my main issue, not the fact that Mexicans look different to white people. This guy is a fucking moron, okay, overall. Mm. Like, just a dumb, like, he's staking out a hardware store to find another construction worker. He's a fucking meathead. Like, anybody like you or I, if we're like, okay, hey, let's listen to this uh forensic files episode and like how can we make it better we'd like sit down we'd start to plan it then we'd be like this you can't it's impossible like you can you'd feed ha- it to a pig that's how you do it how does you anybody feed- know there's a dead person the pig will eat it all it'll be gone yeah so nobody knows there's no dead person it's just yeah like, so it doesn't nobody's... matter if they look like us and a suicide note just pin to even- the pig Okay, most smart people then, not Australians or construction workers, would have thought, <laughs> went through this, and went, this is impossible, you can't do it, and just give up the plan. This guy just went, fuck it, he's not Mexican, I got his jeans, I pierced my ear to look like him, I'm gonna fuck his wife, take his job, take his life. His kids won't even notice. I got like, matching tattoos, I, I got matching yeah, tattoos, exactly, <laughs> I love mum, that's not my mum's name. Like and, oh, When they bring up the DNA thing, I'm just gonna be like, no, you got that wrong. Look at no, the that would If it's got the mom's name, it wouldn't match. It have to have his mom's name. So I'm saying he just followed whatever. Maybe his, he just yeah. happened to have the tattoo that had this other guy's mom's name. Weird. No, yeah. he got all the tattoos written down on the in the in his job application. So he just goes and gets the same ones. Like I got exactly. A but what about the, what if he already has some that are different? What does he do then? Does you he cover tattoo them, the other guy? You cover them up. You can cover tattoos. Then why would yeah. you even add the new ones, Richard? 
so you could fucking become Sandy. Like you, you have can't to get rid of the other ones. <laughs> you have yeah. to. Yeah, you yeah. kill him, but you can't feed him to a pig. You need him to survive. You need enough to survive so everyone thinks you're dead and then take over his life. But or, it's or impossible feed, to do. Feed the bits that have the different tattoos to the pig and then put the rest of it over there. There's no pig. It's Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> pigs here why is this episode getting so heated <laughs> i just this guy's so dumb that he thought he could this, do this guy is, is a amazing. fucking moron he's like, an idiot the financial planner was at a baseline about 50 iq points higher than ari because ari like at least he went you know what i'm gonna go to another country i'm gonna get burnt right i'm gonna find a corpse like he. His was better than what the fuck Ari is doing right now. For Ari sure. is a moron. No, you're wrong because the only problem was that he was Mexican. That's what that guy thinks. That's uh, yeah, how dumb this guy is. Like, there's yeah. there were so many problems besides that, dude. But a cucaracha, a cucaracha, and that's all I think. <laughs> thinking, huh? He's like, well, I'm not going to use a Mexican, so I'm scot free. <laughs> yeah, nah, 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 nah. Okay, so, I just yeah, need to. Exactly. Exactly. Idiot. Idiot. Get a pig. That was that was the big flaw. <laughs> He's obsessed with the pig idea, this. but the pig doesn't even work. I don't know how many times I have to tell you the pig doesn't help the situation. Both. Do a suicide note. Pin it to the pig. Your remains I, are gone. I fed myself gone. to my pig. Oh, the only thing I loved left was my pig. So I fed yep. myself to my pig. Don't yep. mind. Don't mind Sandy. He, I know he looks and smells a little bit like me, but he pierced his ear. What is the suicide? <laughs> Like, I told, I told Julia, welcome back. And like, I live here now. No, no. If I was going to fake my own death, I would write a suicide note and feed myself to a pig and chuff off to another country. So you don't even need a body then. You just say I fed myself to a pig. Hey, oh, yeah. That the problem with <laughs> <laughs> if I was going to fake my own death, I would actually die. And then... <laughs> I just wanted to cover every basis. <laughs> it wouldn't work with the life insurance, though. It can't. They need a body or they have to wait like five years. In your country. That's true everywhere. Well, I'm sure. No, I, no. I reckon if you got lost in the bush, your family would give you life insurance. No. Five years. Your family <laughs> doesn't give you life insurance. That's not how no, it works. A life no, insurance company the, gives you fucking life insurance. No, give me the life insurance like, to your family. Get the insurance. Wrap it up, boys. Get on the insurance. We can't find them. Oh, then find them two months later. I told you, get, you didn't have to. You listen to me. I'm the family, though. You know what it'd I mean? Be, like, it'd be a minute. You'd have to wait a minute. You couldn't say, you couldn't get it 30 days later. Five years. The minute you'd have to wait is actually five years long. Yeah, sure. Krista can wait. If I get lost in the bush. Whole <laughs> time. What are you arguing? <laughs> Celeste was getting so cross that her mic cut out. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't need to feed a body to a pig. So my plan is even easier because then I don't need to feed it to a pig. She doesn't get a Celeste. Let's just move on. She doesn't understand <laughs> how this plan isn't going to work at all. <laughs> it's in her super-duper retirement plan to do this. So it'll, it's... <laughs> I am in physical pain right now. Drunk? Is that what's going on? Are you fucking first thing, hammered right now? First things first. Celeste, or I gotta talk to Christy. If I don't talk to her, you gotta talk to her. Celeste, do not let Bo try to fake her own death. Like she's gonna, <laughs> if she buys a pig, if she buys a pig, Christy, fucking watch her. She's trying to fake her death. Christy edits these. Christy, pay attention. <laughs> do not let the pig happen. 
<laughs> no, there's plenty of access to pigs and goats and everything around here. I don't know if a goat would help, but I've seen, like, my chiropractor has a goat next door. Oh, oh my gosh. Chiropractor, have you seen it? do. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> your, your microphone keeps cutting out. You're getting so cross at you. I'm not cross. I just don't understand. I don't understand any of this. What is happening? <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get a pack of squirrels and they'll, they'll bring us nuts. We don't morning. have squirrels here. They have fucking possums. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, shit. Or a Tasmanian devil. They can also chew through bone. Anyway. Just one more. Bo just puts <laughs> another one down. I can go to Tasmania and feed myself to a Tasmanian devil. <laughs> Everyone's going to think you're dead for sure. And they're yeah, going to give you that sure. five million. No problem. I'm not, in, I'm not insured for five million. You don't need yeah. to do any of this shit. Just put a fucking episode <laughs> of Private Dicks and be like, the where dingo got me. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's fair. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually in physical pain. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> All right, no pigs. Got it. Yeah, that is the moral <laughs> of the story. <laughs> okay, so, so Ari's being weird. Sandy is being like, you're being weird. And Ari's like, no, let's set up a meeting and we'll pay attention. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm openly weeping. Uh, same. <laughs> weeping for the great nation of Australia. Bo looks like she's like this close to fucking me up right now. She's like, come over here and say that to my goat. I dare you. <laughs> my neighbor's goat. My, my neighbor's goat. Come here and say that to my chiropractor's goat, you Canadian fuck. That's a sticker. <laughs> oh, God. All right. They set up a meeting and somehow Sandy is like, okay, so... Sandy's super skeeved. He's he's like, okay, but I, I'm not in any danger. Like, no normal person would think they're in danger at this point, I don't think. I think I would be like, he wants to fuck me. That is where I would be. Yeah. Even if I was a dude. Okay. <laughs> so on the day of the meeting, Sandy did not make it. I've seen two versions of why not. Version one, he overslept. Hard doubt. You've got three kids. Version two, one of his kids came down with a cold. Very much the more likely of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, version three that was not reported anywhere. This guy was fucking weird, and he just didn't want to. Yeah, that's. I'm going with it's probably that one. No, I think he's no. Never mind. Good. Okay. <laughs> Good. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so in response, Ari's his pig got stick. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Sorry. All right, there's the line. All right. Oh wait, are we in America or Canada? Neither. It's Chicago. Chicago story. Yeah, we're in Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Neither. Don't you fucking get sassy at me, Celeste. I have earned it. You have been. <laughs> I'm not there. A handful this episode, okay? <laughs> I literally, no, Richard's right. I don't get it. So I'm, li- I'm living over here and you guys are over here and I have no idea why it's not going to work to have a pig eat my corpse or a corpse and then pretend it was mine. But anyway, keep going. Okay, one reason, and I need you to listen, okay? (laughs) I'm listening. You don't, (laughs) if you want to fake your death, step one is not actually dying. That is step Yeah, I'm not, yep, okay. Okay, step two, step two though, 
You have to have a corpse left over so people can find it. That's right. Now, step three, which is feed you to the pig, doesn't it ruin step two because there won't be a corpse left. Also ruin so step one because you'll die. You'll die as no, well. No, my so corpse. Also, someone else's corpse. You're, the corpse that you own now. Uh, if you feed that to the pig, step two is gone and then you have to wait five years for your disappearance. But what happens if I cut off a finger and left it near the pig or in the pig's bum? The pig, the pig will eat you, it. Whoa, in the pig's bum? Yeah. That's just... Because <laughs> if you put so, it up... <laughs> is this is this Australian for, like, anal? Is this, like, what you guys say? Like, put no. the finger in the pig's bum. If I cut off, Mate. like, my pinky finger and put it in the pig's bum, when they were searching the pig's stomach, which they wouldn't be able to get anything out of, but then they checked the pig's rectal track, that'd be my finger. <laughs> okay. Yes, question. Richard? We have to solve this for you because it's going to bug you the entire episode, so I'm going to help you. <laughs> How does anybody know that there is a dead person in that pig? Because I've stuck a suicide note to the pig! Are you not listening? No, okay. No, so no, we're how... listening. Suicide pig. Your suicide note stuck to the pig. Finger shoved up the pig's ass. We're, uh, we're with you. This is completely logical and easy to do, I'm sure. Um, but listen, okay, so where yep. does this people just come to a farm one day and they find a pig with a note stapled to it and they Is go oh that's where she went. pig yeah how does this Can happen this pig oh, my... connected to you celeste what? my chiropractor's neighbor has goats not a pig well you okay. didn't specify that they could have both oh yeah they're true that's true i just never have seen a pig <laughs> that explains a lot if you've never seen a pig i get it now no, I've seen a pig, just not near my chiropractor's neighbors. Okay, well, I don't get if, it again. Every time I see a pig, I find them with suicide notes attached to them, and I go, oh, let's call the insurance department of whatever fucking super-duper government thing you got going on. That's what Wait, happens right. when I see a pig. I've left a suicide note at my house saying, I'm done with life. I'm going to go <laughs> yes, find a pig. Pigs. I've never seen <laughs> one. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with life, so I'm gonna go dive in the pig pen and let yeah. them eat me. That's and people are gonna go like that makes sense for sure. That happened. No one's yeah. gonna go like what the fuck is Bo on right now? Did she have like four or six tequilas in Mexico right now? In a, in a gift shop in a Mexican gift shop? Is she drunk? I have access to a pig right now if I wanted it. Do you tell me about that? <laughs> Aaron's dad has a farm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could go jump in there and die right today if I wanted to. I could. No, that would not that would not go well. He would end up in prison for killing you. He 100% <laughs> that was that oh, would happen. No, Especially yeah, if you put that. a suicide note on the pig cuz who the <laughs> fuck is going to believe that he didn't do that? Yeah, okay. No, yeah, I don't want Stewie to get it. Like I don't want him to get in trouble. This is on me. Yeah, you're on your own here. You have to fake your own death. No pigs. <laughs> All right. You've got a goat worst case scenario. <laughs> Consult with Christy or Aaron. You said Aaron's the number one right now. Consult Aaron. No, I never said no, that. No, Gabe's the rain man. Gabe is your guy, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. Go see Gabe. He'll have a good way to kill yourself for sure. 25 pages later. Yeah, okay. All right. Now, all right, I'm, I'm back on board. I see what you mean. I don't want to get anyone else in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just use the pigs to cover up murders. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm on board for that. All right. So, Ari... Uh, Ari's super mad. He calls Sandy. He cusses him out real bad. And he's basically like, you're ungrateful for this opportunity. Obviously, this is a man who thinks anyone can be bought, which everybody knows. Okay, so he's super desperate to get his plan underway. He's like, God damn it, I'm almost 40. I got to pay my fucking premiums. So he marches over to the hardware store 
and he asks the first employee he sees if Sandy is working. Enter Justin Newman. Now, Justin is... Is a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm just kidding. Go, sorry. (laughs) Correct. Justin is about 20, fits the height and weight requirements, aside from the tits, (gasps) that Ari was looking for. And despite the massive age gap, a very desperate Ari was like, this could work. Wow, he got dumber. Cool. (laughs) So after a very brief conversation, the naive and gullible young Justin revealed that he's living with his poor single mom. All they can afford is this cramped apartment. He wants to move out. He wants to grow up, but he feels bad leaving his mom with all this burden. And he really wants to make money. Is that's what he communicates. He's like, I'm just trying to make lots of money. Yeah, look, Ari must be super charming if he finds out all of this in a hardware store while Justin's working. I don't know, man. I've worked retail. Hey, Justin, you ever see any pigs before? Come with me. <laughs> that probably would have worked. I have access to pigs right now. Okay, while this innocent little fly is flying into Ari's web here. Uh, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Okay, so Ari is still hopeful that Sandy's going to come through. He's a much better fit overall. And he also has an identity worth stealing for a man in his 40s. This 20-year-old kid would offer very little as far as a convenient new identity. Yeah, but he's 20 again. No, that's not how it works. We talked about this in the Clone <laughs> 8 episode. Yeah, but to the government, he's 20 again. <laughs> Your government, maybe, with their super funds. <laughs> Okay, so he realizes, he's like, fuck, I gotta add an extra step. Eventually, I'm gonna have to change my identity. This one will do for a little while. Ari set up a meeting with the very, very excited Justin several days later. Just in case. (laughs) I nailed that! (laughs) Sandy never did reach out again. She went ages on that. (laughs) All these, like, things, these schemes and stuff this guy's coming up with is, like, wouldn't it just be easier to just get a fucking job? Like, wouldn't it just be, at a certain point, like... No. Okay. Anyways... Yeah, I agree with you. Justin eagerly arrived at Ari's home a few days later, as they had discussed. Or more specifically, Ari's home away from home, his garage. He shows up at the garage. That's where he says, he says, my I run my business out of my garage. Maybe that's true. I actually have no idea. It is a big fucking garage. Okay, they he Ari kind of fakes an interview, and he hands Justin some paperwork to fill out, like some employment paperwork. And as Justin is leaned over the work table, scribbling his life away, literally, Ari comes up behind him. With an oldie but a goodie, a chloroform rag. Get mm. into chloroform here. I'm not going to do that. I didn't. I forgot. I think chloroform? essentially what I wanted to say was he would be unconscious for this amount of time. So he would have this long to set up the scene. Da 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 da. Basically, he didn't kill Justin. He just chloroformed him. So before he dropped the. Anyways, yeah. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay, so he's. We'll get into exactly what happens here. But Ooh, I'm just typing this on my work phone. How long does chloroform take to <laughs> knock you out for? I'm going to get a phone call later. Uh, excuse me, Miss Jansen. It looks like you're <laughs> trying to rape and kidnap someone with your chloroform. Why? What are we looking up chloroform for? First of all, it's Mrs. Jansen. <laughs> oh, my fault. How long does chloroform? If inhaled in very small doses, it can keep a person unconscious from 20 minutes to two hours or even more depending on how much the concentrated dose is okay so he could have been out for quite a bit he comes up behind him and he chloroforms him with the rag and this kid's 20 and he's been working in a hardware store versus buddy who's been working construction he probably is like super jacked overpowered him without too much of a struggle also i've seen the kid he was he was like a little Petite kind of guy. Ari proceeds to strip Justin and then exchange clothes with him. 
So he puts on Justin's clothes. He puts okay. his clothes on Justin. Okay. And then he places Justin underneath the diesel truck, which he's jacked up. And he releases the lock mechanism on it or whatever. He brings the truck down right onto Justin, killing him instantly. His heart literally like fucking exploded. He was dead immediately. But again, he didn't kill him before that. He was just unconscious, which thank God, because that would not be fun to do alive. He then placed his work lamp next to the truck. He knocks it over, causes the bulb to break. And then he covers Justin and the floor of the garage in gasoline. And with the scene fully staged, he lit a match and fled the scene in Justin's car, wearing Justin's clothes with Justin's phone and wallet in the pocket. Ha-ha, they'll never catch me. Ha-ha! Exactly. Fuck, idiot. So Denise calls 911 shortly after reporting that her garage was on fire. And I have written in the script, here's that 911 call. So I guess I'm going to share that. <laughs> Parcelous has really set you up for success here. Well, I was supposed to do this last weekend and I didn't because I didn't know we were going at 6 a.m. So this is all new to me. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a white guy? Is it a white guy in the garage burning? (laughs) Got him. It's a white guy. They didn't say it was a Mexican. I am (laughs) scot-free. Well, actually, now I'm Justin someone. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks, Justin, for your identity. Oh, no. All he's got is thousands upon thousands of dollars in student loan debt (laughs) (laughs) and i have to pay this shit off again i don't even have a dad to give me a company and a sick mother that takes a lot of my time yeah (laughs) has anyone got a pig i need to get rid of my mom (laughs) (laughs) see now that's a plan that'll work after Ari's wife Denise wakes up and is shocked to see her garage engulfed in flames. No, she's not. Nine one one, my county sheriff. I uh, I think my garage is on, on fire. Stay on the line while we get fire on the phone, okay? Are you out of the house? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm in the house. They just heard some noise, and I and, and I I'll, I'll open the door, and it's all black smoke. As firefighters arrive to fight, that's the- basically it. Right. Oh. I- yeah, I think my garage is on fire. She doesn't sound panicked at all that. I think my garage is on fire. Yeah, she's like, I think my garage is on fire. And her husband, like, he's already set this up so that it looks like he was in there, right? So his car is there. He was obviously in there. She's like, eh. Eh. Ari, is it my turn to call the 911 yet? Did you get the pig out? Are we ready for the 911 yet? Did you put the suicide note on it? Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep my mink. You fucks. <laughs> <laughs> ah, terrific. Okay. Okay. So she calls 911 and she gives that very convincing performance. She knew everything. She knew everything and she was involved 100%. That's, uh... that's where we're at. Okay. I feel like honestly, just by hearing her that nine, her voice on the 911, of course she's in on it. She just sounds like she's. Do, checking off another task for the afternoon. She doesn't sound scared. She doesn't. She just sounds like, okay, if I want this money, I got to do this. Fine, I'll do it. Ari or Justin or whatever the fuck you want to be called now. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so while this is going on, Ari drives to Missouri in Justin's car where he picks up blonde hair dye, blue contact lenses because they have different colored eyes, and a prepaid credit card, but he registered it under Justin's name. So the credit 
paperwork would show Justin's name. Fun fact, one of the photos from the investigation showed a bag with the blonde hair dye and the pack of contacts, and it also had four tubes of chapstick. And I don't know how Ari knew this, and maybe I don't want to know, but Justin Newman had the softest lips of all time. I know how he knew that. It's like That's... he works at a he works at a construction or a hardware store. He's That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you had that chloroform awfully handy. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Was... <laughs> Justin Newman had four tubes of chapstick soft. Oh god. R.I.P. King of lip care. <laughs> <laughs> lip care sounds like anyway. Yeah, huge loads, right? No, I was going to say like a, a vaginal moisturizer. Anyway. Which would become. <gasps> oh, it is though. It has excellent moisturizing qualities. That is a fact. You can look that up. Okay. There's been a, <gasps> I know at least one vagina that's pulling heavy loads. Anyways, move on. Okay. So uh, once at the hotel, he uses Justin's cell phone. Ari uses Justin's cell phone to text Justin's mother. And he says, you know, I got the job. I'm going out of town. I'll be back in a week. She says, okay, or whatever. I don't know where his confidence level is at right now, but he for sure does not know yet that he is capital F fuck. Yeah, yeah. no, I. you don't do this and just, if you don't just give yourself up to the police, of course you have the confidence of like someone who just got away with that. Like, of course that guy has no clue. He's an idiot. Yeah, he's an idiot. So he's walking around being like, oh, I am king shit. I have the biggest dick. In the universe, I have managed to do what the what the accountant couldn't do. I am God at this point. He's just my blonde hair, my contacts, my super luscious and supple lips. I have taken this to the nth degree. I am Sandy. I mean, Justin. God damn it. I'm Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. Okay. So, shocking, absolutely nobody but Ari. Investigators at the house fire were starting to get a little suspicious about that scene. One of the first things that they noticed was that the power box in the garage, top to bottom, entirely off. Every switch, safely in the off position. Awfully hard to keep a lamp lit with no juice. So, I don't know how the fire started. That's weird. Next bit that was a little bit odd is... um, For somebody who had been working in construction, probably had numerous safety certificates under his belt, worked on diesel engines on the daily, that he would leave a pond of gasoline on the floor of his garage and was not at all concerned about laying in it while he was working on the underside of the truck. Also a little odd. Was it gas or diesel? I assume it was diesel, but every source just said gasoline. So I don't know. It was fuel. To be fair, he's an idiot. No, for sure. Super dumb. Yeah. I could see that. Why doesn't my diesel truck ever pull heavy loads? Because you're not using diesel. (laughs) Well, they keep blowing engines. God. Yeah. Now, just to be clear, they have not even begun to question that this is not Ari Squire. They believe it is. They are just beginning to speculate that he was murdered. Right. Mm. (laughs) I know there's a pig up to something in town somewhere. (laughs) Fuck off. Oh, terrific. You think it's someone on the force? Oh, like, a, get it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Keep going. I'm excited to know how this unfolds. Right. I wanna, okay. I, I'm excited to hear how he gets caught. Right. Okay. 
Well, it is uh, it is time. Here's some good old-fashioned divine intervention for you, which is my favorite kind of ways that criminals get caught. Yes. Okay, so as Ari sits in his hotel room, I can only assume putting layer after layer of chapstick on his lips, a beat cop <laughs> was trolling through the motel parking lot running plates. Probably not. A beat cop. What, what would you call it? What's another name for a beat cop? Oh, um, this is probably Straight. where the pig comes into the story. Oh, yeah. Okay, keep going. Right. Okay. So you, good about, you feel good about that? <laughs> I do. Immensely. I do. I okay. do feel great. <laughs> Good. Okay, a pig. A pig comes by. Looks at all the license plates. All right. All right. Yeah. No, a pig comes by. That was hilarious, Richard. You're the goat. Mm, that was very good. Because I went straight to street cop because I wasn't being derogatory. But <laughs> you got me. Okay. So probably not an uncommon practice. He's looking to you know catch some warrants in a skeevy motel. He runs Justin's plate, and wouldn't you know it, Justin's missing persons report pops up because Bush of the week, Justin's mama ain't no dummy. Mm-hmm. it's because the text she got i guess she was like mm, he wouldn't text yeah she He'd was come like home. okay filed a missing persons report immediately okay yeah good bush of the week go mama that's a thick bush yep thick bush okay now i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that the cop didn't take one look at that missing persons report on a 20 year old man made by his mother and think this kid is just dicking around with a girlfriend or some friends. Maybe there's a concert in Missouri late last night, or he's doing some cocaine off hooker titties. I don't know. But he goes to the front desk. Someone named Justin Newman checked in with Justin Newman's ID and Justin Newman's credit card. So he goes to knock on the door, tell the kid to put on some pants and call his goddamn mom. But that is not what happened. Ooh. Ari hears the knock and he hears officer beat cop say, oh, I'm sorry, pig, pig, officer pig say you know mr newman come on it's time to go home your mom's filing missing persons reports something along those lines ari's like fuck this did not go the way that i planned Hmm. or maybe it did because ari's got a gun he brought a gun okay and just as the police officer is about to breach the room because he is getting a little bit concerned at this point a shot is fired and they draw their weapons and they wait for more shots while, you know, one of the cops is like, shots fired, shots fired, sit back up. No shots come. If I could just figure out a way to get this police officer to eat me and stick my finger up his ass, <laughs> I can get out of this no problem. <laughs> stick the suicide note right on his little belt there. I'm never going to leave this down. <laughs> Unlikely. Not, this ep- not at this episode. I'm sorry, but it, it's the new joke for this episode. I'm sorry. I can't help myself. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm an idiot. <laughs> all right good so no more shots come all done inside the room they find all the belongings of justin newman but the body of a man who most assuredly is not justin newman but who is he sandy also not well i mean they don't know that it could be so the answer would eventually come from the illinois police divine intervention struck again when one of the investigators was sitting at home sorry one of the pigs was sitting at home finger up his ass (laughs) gut full of his wife or something (laughs) sitting there with a human meat sweats an inexplicable suicide note pinned to his forehead (laughs) fuck off (laughs) every time she tells us to go fuck ourselves it gets funnier Bo everything's okay Yeah, don't go throw yourself in with the pigs (laughs) anyway keep going the investigator's sitting at home he's watching forensic files 
specifically the episode about Madison Rutherford. That's hilarious. That's that's the funniest part about the whole story so far is that he's going to go like, you know what he did differently? He didn't get a Mexican, but it's him. I know it. <laughs> I know it's him. That is a big late. No, he calls his, he watches the episode on Madison Rutherford and he's like, fire? Financial problems? Interesting. Calls his boss and he's like, let's look into life insurance, disturbed graves, and missing people while we wait for forensics to come back. This is ridiculous. These are such big leaps. Like, there is so much more details in that story than just those overarching. Oh, anyway, keep going. It's great. It's funny that that's what the cops like. That's hilarious. Yeah. So he just trusts his gut on this one. All full of human meat. And sure enough, he puts a rush on the fingerprints. They didn't match. And obviously Ari's fingerprints are in the system because he's a convicted felon. Dumbass. The last piece of the puzzle would come when they discovered the mysterious motel suicide of the unknown man that was in the possession of items belonging to missing man, Justin Newman, who is a resident of Illinois. So the police are obviously going to find out. And those fingerprints come back and did match Ari. It's oh. funny that Justin Newman sounds like the fake name he made up for his new identity. I'm Justin Newman. Newman. Yeah. <laughs> so he found a guy with the last name Newman. That's what, like, that's where I think he did the second time. Oh, Newman. I want to be a new man. You going to come with me, young man? And Justin, a new man. look, Justin, news, Justin, it's a new man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. New man with great lips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful lips. So now Ari's dead. Ari is dead. He shot himself in the hotel when Beat Cop knocked on the door. And obviously Justin's dead. Sandy's fine. Probably like that was weird. But, you know, what about Denise? Well, the only hard evidence they ever had against her was an email that Ari had sent her asking how his funeral preparations were going and the instructions on how to claim the $5 million life insurance policy. That feels like enough. You would think. Her lawyer argued that Ari told her it was intended to be an automated email that he was setting up to be sent to her in the event of his death. But he messed something up and it just got sent accidentally. That was legit. My first thought was like, he's going to say it's automated because you could do, you could definitely do that. You have a little stipulation in your will and your lawyer just send out an email for you for sure. Yeah. So she was never charged with any crime in relation to the scheme. Please tell me she's $5 million richer. No. However, Justin's mother did sue Denise for wrongful death in civil court and won a $6 million payout. <gasps> so now they're $1 million in the hole. She didn't get the life insurance. Now there's $6 million in the hole. Yes. <laughs> in the hole. With the finger. <laughs> I think that might be my last one. So we can imagine that her life went pretty downhill after that. Um, all anybody really knows about her at this point is that she is still in Chicago, probably using her maiden name. And that's the whole story. Jesus Christ. Also, bit of an overreaction to kill yourself when there's a knock on the door. Like, if you've put in so much effort to get to this point, shooting yourself feels like an overreaction. I guess you don't get life insurance if you kill yourself. Is that why you didn't get it? Or is it because of the email? No, you do not get life insurance if you commit suicide. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think he put that much work into this bow. So, like, 
that you know what I mean? Like if you would have put some work, you would have thought you would have like you would have thought like, okay, I, I just need a white guy, no Mexicans. And then he would have went like, oh, actually, all I need is a pig. And he went, oh, uh, I can't do this. He would have been three lines of thought and he wouldn't have done it. But he just stopped at thought two yeah. or th- thought one. Sorry, he didn't even get to thought two. So I don't think this guy put that much thought in. He just blew his brains out after he was like, I can't go to jail. There's guys with guy names there like Vinny and Freddie mm-hmm. and they're going to beat the fuck out of me. I got a I, name like Ari. I'm getting beat the shit out of no problem. The thing I think that is the most magnificent about this is <clears throat> this whole situation happened because this fucking moron in Ari decided to focus on one sole aspect of a TV show that then the same potentially intellectual level person watched the same episode took the same overarching couple of items off it and then managed to catch him. Like that is pure and beautiful, coincidental, amazing work on on this entire thing. Like, Thanks. That's universes. That's the universe being awesome. That's the universe. But, and you know what I think is even crazier? If this becomes more and more meta and somebody tries to commit suicide by pig, after the hearing this episode and they leave the suicide note on the pig saying Bo Jansen gave me this idea because you did. And then they do it. And then in that they prove us wrong. And you look like the smart one in this entire episode. So you Bo should be hoping that some idiot jumps inside a pig pen and gets eaten in the next couple months. Cause I ain't stopping. Look, if we're talking about universes, I definitely don't want that put out there um, <laughs> because I feel like karmically that could come back and bite me on the ass. I agree. That would be comical. <laughs> it would be the best irony for this whole episode. We would The egg would be all over our face, eh, Celeste? There'd be so much egg on our I face. would be so embarrassed. I would jump me in too. with a pig pen. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I'd write a note right then and there. I'd be fucking, I'd be so embarrassed. Oh, why did I say that? <laughs> oh, it was fun for it not to be me being picked on for once. So I'm happy that it happened to you, Bo. I've been uh, called a racist once. I purposely said a racist joke and you guys just flew past it, which was great. It was too late, uh, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, yeah, or are look. you so racist they don't even register anymore? Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, no, I enjoyed that one. Thank you, Celeste, for the fun episode. That was a, I enjoy that, man. I just have one more question. You said at the beginning that this was like people got screwed over by calling up, you said lighting up a room or whatever. Did anybody have, feel a repercussion of this guy? Them all writing down how good of a person this guy was? Like, did somebody at the end of this? No, I just imagine it was really awkward when it came up that he murdered somebody yeah, in must... his garage for the insurance money and they were like, that must have been awkward. It's not such a kind, gentle. I spoke at that guy's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never gonna live this down. I gotta go see some pain. You feel good? Uh, I feel uh, fucking amazing, honestly. I feel great. I'm sorry, am I hamming this up? <laughs> that was really good, so I can't I can't not <laughs> laugh at that. That was really good. Man, oh man. Pork uh, you, man. Pork pork me. Get the pork out of here. Go pork yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <sighs> no, it was good. I I think this just goes to show how wonderful the uneducated mind can work, start to finish, including everyone, including me. 
All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Unethical Podcast. If you're not in the Facebook group, stop being such a silly goose and come find us at Unethical, the official Unethical Podcast group. If you find you just can't handle the anticipation until the next episode, then it's a great time to join our Patreon, where we have a ton of extra unethical content, and of course, our brother podcast, Private Dicks. And in case you didn't hear the good news, Private Dicks is now Public Dicks. Every two weeks, an episode of Season 1 will drop wherever you eat your podcasts, and our lucky Patreon patrons are literally living in the future, listening to new episodes from Season 2. On the fence about it, have a listen to the trailer and see what you think. If you've got a case, big or small, give the private dicks a call. And yes, the phone number is real. Enjoy! Have you got a mystery that needs solving? Where is Amelia Earhart? We know. Who the hell was D.B. Cooper? Ah, easy. Bermuda Triangle? Probably solve that one next. Here at Private Dicks, we guarantee a mystery solved every episode. That's with a capital G. Every second Friday, the Private Dicks take a client, record their session, and solve the world's greatest mysteries. One by one. Private Dicks solve them, no problem. God, I love just crushing mysteries. Search up Private Dicks on your favorite podcatcher and you can solve a mystery too. The mystery of what's your favorite podcast? It's Private Dicks. Another one solved. If you have a mystery to be solved, call 1-855-PRVTDIX. That's 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS. Call 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS and leave us the rundown of the case. Maybe the Dicks will solve it. It's 855-PRIVATE-DICKS. I'm straight when it comes to humans, but fucking gay from old people.